Hello, everybody. Tom Brew, Sports Illustrated Fan Nation. Welcome back for another episode of the Big Ten Roundtable. Very happy today to have Purdue guard Ethan Morton join us, along with Indiana guard Xavier Johnson a little bit later in the show. It's uh, pretty much our NCAA tournament roundup show when uh, uh, Indiana with a number four seed out in the Midwest region, Purdue the number one seed in the East. Uh, third time in school history is number one seed, so we'll uh, be happy with both guys kind of dive in there and uh, talk about all of it as, as it comes on. So, uh, But first off, let's uh, welcome in Purdue guard Ethan Morton. Ethan, how are you today? I'm good, Tom. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's been a terrific season for you guys. Uh, Big Ten regular season champions. Uh, won the league by three games. And anytime you can do that, it's a big thing. And then uh, turned right around and uh, won the Big Ten tournament with uh, with three more impressive wins and kind of locked up that number one seed, which was kind of in doubt maybe a little bit beforehand. UCLA, kind of you guys going back and forth and that right. and some rockets and such. But uh, all that's done. So from regular season standpoint, when you can when you can win a regular season title and a conference title all in the same year, that uh, certainly makes for a really good year, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, man. Great year for us, obviously. Um, you know, still more that we want to accomplish. But, you know, those are those are two goals that I think you set for yourself as a team every single year. Um, and so for us to put ourselves in a position to be able to accomplish both those things, um, you know, was pretty cool for us. So we're we're definitely – Excited about it and excited to see, you know, what else we can do. Yep, absolutely. And uh, certainly I think there's a lot of reward to it, too, because uh, I know in the preseason, it's just preseason talk because nobody knows. Nobody can really seize what's going on in the summer and everything. And, uh, you know, I think, when, you know, a lot of the preseason polls had Purdue anywhere, four, five, six, you know, some even as low as seven in there because you were looking at basically starting two freshman guards, which is not right. something that is not often a recipe for success, you know, in big 10 play. But uh, uh, I, I, there's two things I think that people didn't really understand about this team going into November was, was just how tough and grown up Braden Smith and Fletcher lawyer were. And two, how much better Zach Eady got over the span of, of 12 months. And uh, so let's talk about that a little bit first too. Let's start with Zach. It's like, you saw him all obviously all summer long and he was you know, with the Canadian national team for a while. I and mean, you saw the improvements in his game and, and the hard work that he put into it all, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, he works at it. Uh, <clears throat> we all had a good idea. He was going to have a good year. Um, you know, you're with him every day and, you know, he just, he just puts his head down and works. Um, does all the little things and really just, just wants to help the team out. And um, so we, we were excited for him and we knew that we knew that we'd have a, a dude that could, could go and get us 20 and 10 night in and night out. Um, so that always, I think helps kind of settle everybody else down when you have that on your team. Yeah. You know, you always know where you can go to, to get a bucket, right? When you need it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed what, what's most impressed him. And obviously saw a lot of Zach last year too, but it seemed to me he's just as, his footwork was so much better. He feels more comfortable. And I think what really helped him out this year too, is his ability really to go both ways. I mean, no, you know, I think last year, some people tried to take, you know, that one move to, you know, to the right away from him a little bit. Well, this year you tried to do that this year. He just would spin to his left and, you know, lay it in or dunk over you. It just seems like what he was able to do, like to sort of add pieces to his game really showed up in a big way. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely he definitely added some counters, which were which were really good for him this year, um, and just you know just just overall his game and and you know I think obviously he got a lot better, but he still had it last year too. Um, I just think his ability to be able to play 
you know, 30 or more minutes um, is super impressive. And also, you know, this kind of helps him get in the rhythm of the game more. And, um, you know, obviously this puts a lot of pressure on the rim, you know, every time he's out there. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Braden and Fletcher, too. I know you, as a veteran guy, uh, I think you, you sort of have played a, a big role, too, and just in sort of helping them sort of navigate the waters a little bit. And uh, and I think, you know, you know, kind of much like Zach, I mean, you saw a lot of their progression over the summer, uh, so much so that you could, you guys could feel pretty comfortable when you guys rolled it out there with them, with them playing a fairly big role, that you would be okay. Because I know uh, – I know Matt mentioned it real, real, real early, right before you guys were going to Portland. You know, he just, you know, he, you know, he talked about, you know, like, you know, you guys, you people just don't know. Like, like there, he was sort of like warning. It's like, you know, you guys think we're going to suck because we got two freshmen playing starting guards, but we're going to be just fine. And sure enough, then you guys go out to Portland, beat Duke, beat Gonzaga, catch the eye of the nation, and it's been, you know, you've been in the top five in the country ever since. But, uh, how soon could you tell this summer when you guys all got together that, that they would play such a big role and, and talk a little bit about just, just how you've kind of helped try to navigate them through, you know, their first year of Big Ten basketball? Yeah, I think I think when I saw them, and obviously Brayton was out a little bit in the summer, um, <clears throat> but when you saw them, just, just the confidence they brought, I think, was the biggest thing. Um, so you knew pretty early they weren't going to be afraid of any moment. Um, I guess you never really know until you see them in a game setting, but they, you know, they proved themselves pretty early, um, just what they're capable of and <clears throat> just super impressive the year that both of them have put together, obviously, you know, just what they've done in general, let alone being freshmen, because um, it's hard, man, it's super hard and, you know, people... <clears throat> People have been up and down on them lately, you know, for whatever reason. You know, I try and remind people, like, they're still like they're still young. They're still freshmen, and it's a long season, and it's a long grind. And, you know, they've been able to bounce back from a lot of that stuff. So so I'm just I'm just excited for them, you know, for the rest of the year. And obviously, you know, for the rest of their careers, they've, they're off to a great, great start. And, you know, just, just excited and happy to have them here. You know, they're great. They're great guys above everything else, and they work at it. And, you know, it's – you know, it's it's cool that they listen to me because what they're doing, what they're doing now, you know, I don't really have any experience doing. Um, but the fact that they still give me that a little bit of respect and, and listen to me from time to time is pretty cool. Turned into the old man in three years. It happened. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, one of the things that, that we've talked a lot about with Purdue basketball in the last three or four years, is you guys have such a deep roster. You know, you guys can go 9, 10, 11 deep when you have to, and, and Coach Painter plays that way. Uh, everybody sort of has defined roles, and and the key to your success really has been everybody sort of accepting those roles. And it certainly plays in, like, to you individually as well, too. You started a lot of the season. You're coming off the bench now, but still getting a lot of quality minutes. Like, how, tell me a little bit of just about that mentality for you and for all of you guys about how everybody just sort of buys in to much more of the team thing as opposed to individual stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just the culture that, that Coach Paints built, really, um, <clears throat> and the culture that, you know, the guys that he's he's had here before us have kind of set set the standards. So, um, you know, obviously it's not always easy. You know, I think, you know, as a competitor, you always want the most for yourself. Um, but it's finding that fine line of between that and, and obviously, you know, you want to support support your teammates, you know, no matter what's going on and just help the team any way you can to win. Um, and I think for, for a lot of guys, you know, or just, just since I've been here for myself, you know, that changes for me, 
you know, game to game, you know, I can bring different things. So just whatever we need, um, you know, in that moment, in that situation, I try and provide it, whether I'm on the floor or not. And um, I think that's kind of the mentality everyone's taken and, and just, you know, not so much about who gets the credit, but as long as we win, it really doesn't matter. And, um, you know, the, the young guys have done a great job of, of accepting that. And they, they already knew that before they were here. You know, that's, that's why they're here because they, they understand that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, the staff's done a great job of just recruiting guys that understand all that. So it's, it's been pretty easy for us all to, all to buy into that. Yeah. And, uh, Obviously, you guys have uh, have been through this uh, NCAA tournament routine before. Uh, last year, uh, high seed as well. Uh, you know, number one in the country last year at some point. Uh, won a couple games and then uh, lost in the in the regional finals to St. Peter's. But uh, what uh, what do you uh, what's what do you guys take from from last year in the postseason and just sort of gearing up for this now and just really making every possession and every minute of every game really count so much. Yeah, I just think I think you're on high alert. Um, you know, everybody's there for a reason. So, you know, no matter who it is, you know, I think you got to be ready to rock and roll for 40 minutes. Um, and not to say, I, I mean, I think we were we were more than ready for St. Peter's. Um, you know, you know, you prepare as much as you can, and and uh, you know, sometimes you just you just run into a team that's playing really well, and um, I think that's what happened. They obviously had a great program, great coach. Um, but but I think that definitely puts us on edge from last year. You know you don't you don't want to let opportunities get away. So for us, it's just really one game at a time. You know I think between that and our freshman year losing to North Texas, like you know being being ready, being ready every single time you step on the floor, you know is super important. Just because at this point it could be it could be your last of the season. So but just just buying into everything the coaches are telling us and look making sure we got the scouting report lockdown and everything and just just being ready to go on Friday you know and that's all we're really thinking about yeah, yeah. and it, when you get into the NCAA tournament too Ethan it, it really is different right I mean you feel the intensity and the pressure and the sort of the magnitude of the moment a little yeah. bit more than you would a, you know a January game in Minneapolis or something right it's definitely, definitely. different isn't it yeah yeah it's uh it's one of the few you know I tell people it's one of the few sporting events that I think lives up to or even exceeds the the expectations that people have of it um just like you said the energy in the building of any any ncaa tournament game um it's just different it's special and it's it's really cool to to have the chance to be a part of it yeah Yeah. so certainly those uh that thursday and friday those first two days 16 games on tv Mm -hmm hand flipping back and forth and right to pay attention but also uh, try to get ready to your own games too and you know you try to you know that's obviously the primary focus but uh yeah but you see it and you guys you know you guys hear it too it's like you know everybody looks at a bracket and i'm sure you guys are zeroed in one game at a time but you kind of you know look ahead too i mean you you kind of know what you you know how it lays out for you right definitely yeah yeah it's a fine it's definitely a fine line of obviously you taking it one game at a time but also you know, it's cool to look ahead and see see who's in your region. And, and, you know, you can go down the list with every team that's in it and why they're great teams and why, you know, they're there. You know, everybody's there for a reason. Like I said, you know, obviously you can go down the list. Like Marquette, you know, watching them, they were great this weekend. Obviously, we saw them at home this year really early. Great team. You know, they got the Big East Player of the Year. They got tons of guys that can go. Um, you know, I think I think Duke's playing about as well as anybody in the country right now. I think – you know, Tennessee is always just super tough to play against just because of how hard they play. Um, 
you know, you, you could just, you can go down the list of, of everybody in our, everybody in our region. I think, I think the Memphis Florida Atlantic game will be really interesting because it's two really good teams. Um, yeah, you, you can go down the list of whoever's playing and, and why, why they have a chance to make a run because everybody's got different pieces that make them special. Um, so like for us, it's just, it's just doing what we do and focusing one game at a time. It's really all you can do. It's, right. uh, that's the joy of, uh, of a one and done situation like this. It's uh it's not like a best of seven series in the NBA where you right find in game two a little bit, you can kind of cruise to the end and go back and get ready for game three. It doesn't happen there. The sudden right. of urgency is there. And I don't think you guys really got any easy breaks either. You know, when I'm looking at the bracket, you know, it's like, you know, I think, you know, Memphis is the best number eight team on that line. I think uh, Florida Atlantic's the best number nine team on that line. You know, Duke, sure. you know, the five line is playing as good as anybody. I mean, it's you guys are going to have your challenges, you know, certainly every game. But uh, For sure. you guys have really played well. And uh, one of the things that I think uh, that everybody has appreciated about you know, your team this year is you guys, you know, obviously, uh, once you got in, you know, losing on the road in the Big Ten, there's no shame in that. You know, you, right. games you guys lost on the road seemed like, well, really a lot of them, you played pretty well. You know, and a lot of them, it just uh, you had stretches sort of in each game where they mm-hmm. kind of got away from you. And that's. Uh, but you know, on the road to Big Ten, that happens. But I think, you know, when you go into this now uh, with with all that you guys have learned about yourself, you know, through that twenty game grind and through the three games of the Big Ten tournament, you guys have to have a pretty good comfort level about just how you guys feel as a team and what you can be able to accomplish here in the next two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah, I think I think um, we're better because of the rut that we were in. Um, you know, we, we were challenged at different points in the year, obviously losing to Rutgers at home early. We responded to that. And then, you know, the stretch late, um, I think we had a good response in Chicago um, and even our last two Big Ten games. So so it's just about, you know, answering the bell and, and respond to the challenges, you know, day in and day out. And I think we did that and, and hopefully we'll continue to do that. Um, so, like I said, we're just we're just excited to get back to work this week. Yeah, sounds great. Certainly a wonderful time of the year, Ethan. And, uh, yeah. Look forward to you guys making a nice long run. You've been certainly a pleasurable team to watch all year long and like to set up and certainly hope to see you get through this weekend. And coaches have always said for years and years that you know, the NCAA tournament is basically three uh, two-game tournaments, you know, and uh, you're, you know, your first one here in Columbus, you know, you sort of need to win that two-game Columbus Invitational this week and then move on, right? Yep, 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 exactly. It's exactly right. Yeah, that's how it works. All right, Ethan. Well, I thank you much for, for taking some time out today. Uh, looking forward to you get, getting back to work. And then uh, we will see you this weekend. And best of luck in Columbus. And uh, thanks for being part of the Big Ten Roundtable. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate you. You're welcome, Ethan. All right. Yep. Well, when we come back, we'll uh, uh, we'll take one last look. at. Uh, we'll run through the uh, the pairings uh, for every team in the Big Ten here. And, uh, and we'll give you a good reminder of what time games are and what time uh, we start. Uh, with uh, TV stuff, so you can find it all right here. We'll, uh, we'll hear from our friends from Newcomb, and when we come back, we'll uh, run down the schedule for you and even uh, uh, throw in an opinion or two as to what might happen. This is Tom Brew, Fan Nation Sports Illustrated. We'll be back with you right after this. Welcome to the Newcomb family. My name is Jim Poole. I'm the president and CEO of Solace Life Sciences, the neuroscience company that makes Newcomb. And what is it? It's simply a technology that when you're feeling stressed or you're not sleeping well, whatever it is that life brings you, Newcomb is a tool that predictably, safely, and reliably is going to take good care of you. Find a comfortable place. Put the disc on, eye mask, choose your track. You're going to lie down. What's going to happen? Your mind's going to wander. But here's how you'll know Newcomb's working. You'll begin to feel your body separate from your mind. 
your mind's gonna wander and your body's gonna feel heavy and your respiration's gonna slow down. And you're gonna go somewhere, somewhere where your mind just wanders and your body heals. And then at some point, you just kind of come to. Simply take off the eye mask, stop the track, take the disc off, and off you go. Newcom is neuroscience. It's not a fairy tale, it's not a bedtime story. There are a number of competitors in this space, and once you use Newcom, you'll find out who the real deal is. You'll benefit greatly from it. And don't be fooled by slick advertising. Go with the science. Science is where it's at. I had 20 minutes of absolute escapism, peace. I mean, I was in like a twilight. I didn't know where I was or what was happening, but I never wanted it to end. I can laugh with people, I can, I don't get irritated, I don't get frustrated. It is accessible, it's affordable, it's um, something that everyone can do. Hello everybody, Tom Brew here with Sports Illustrated Fan Nation and welcome to the NCAA Tournament edition of the Big Ten Roundtable. Our last one before the big dance gets rolling. Uh, a lot going on, eight Big Ten teams in the tournament, uh, Purdue's a number one seed, Indiana's a number four seed, and uh, both teams certainly looking to, uh, uh, to get through this uh, two-game tournament this weekend and move on. And uh, six other Big Ten teams in there, all of them in the seven, eight seed range, though, should be a lot of interesting stuff going on this weekend. The Hoosiers uh, will be playing in Albany, New York. Uh, they're the last game on Friday night, kind of similar to what they just went through uh, at the Big Ten tournament, playing the, the last game late. Uh, night two, so maybe that uh, experience uh, with playing Maryland so late on Friday night will will help them going forward. But uh, certainly, it's uh, a tournament a little bit different this year for Indiana. They've uh, uh, certainly earned their spot, you know, much earlier than last year when they had to win a couple of Big Ten games and then play a play-in game and then fly to Portland uh, this week. Now they've got six full days of rest between games and in good practice and ready to go. So it should be an enormous amount of fun in Albany, New York this weekend. Kent State, the Mid-American Conference uh, Tournament champion, is their opponent. They're 28-6 and really good. And uh, uh, they may be a mid-major, but they've got a lot of talent, especially the guard spot. So we'll figure all that out. So the best way to know to take a look at Indiana and uh, what's going on and uh, is uh, with uh, Indiana point guard Xavier Johnson's happy enough to join us tonight. And uh, certainly we've got a lot of catching up to do with you too. And, uh, uh, but uh, we're looking forward to talking about the, the big 10 tournament and the NCAA tournament with you. So how you doing tonight, pal? I'm good. Good. All right. Well, uh, glad to have you here. So uh, uh, let's first, um, uh, first is our first chance to talk to you since you uh, have made the decision to, uh, uh, you know, to uh, uh, forego trying to get back out there this year uh, after the broken foot and uh your goal is uh, uh, hopefully to be able to apply for a medical redshirt after the season and see where that goes. But uh, just kind of give us a little bit of an update on uh, sort of where you were. I know you were trying hard uh, to get back out there on the floor. And uh, uh, so what what went into the decision-making process at the end in regards to uh, how your foot was and what the doctors were saying and uh, you know, what was on your mind uh, when you announced uh, that last week of the regular season that you couldn't, you, know, you weren't going to be able to go after all? Uh, uh, I mean, my, my doctor also, also told me that, um, he told me that I wasn't ready to play, play yet, honestly. Uh, cause I, I still had a lot, a lot of conditioning I had to do. Uh, I, I still had to go through a couple of practices before I had to play also as well. And I'm, and my foot is also still not all the way a hundred percent, a hundred percent healed. So, I mean, they just, a lot went into the process, uh, cause I'm still not actually doing things. It's still actually in the process of getting healing. So, 
I mean, I'm just still following my doctor's guidelines. Yeah, that's really all you can do. I know, uh, you know, we talked about that, you know, two or three weeks ago when you were you know, got the boot off and you're trying to do things. It's, you know, that's the thing when you're dealing with a broken bone I and mean, there's really nothing you can do about it. You just have to wait for that bone to heal. It's not like uh, if you're dealing with a muscle thing or a back strain or stuff like that, where you can get treatment on that muscle. And as soon as it feels good to go, you're ready to go. But with a, with a broken bone in your foot, it just, you know, for some people, it just takes uh, X amount of time, no pun intended. And sometimes it takes Y amount of time, you know, and it just, uh, but uh, when they, when it came time to have to make a decision though, how hard was it for you to say, man, I just can't go. Um, it was hard because, uh, you know, I'm a competitor uh, at the end of the day. So I, love, I love to play basketball, and I love to play on my teammates, and I really feel like we had a shot at winning, winning the Big, big Ten this year uh, in, in the tournament. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I just follow following God, God's direction, uh, you know, just God's plan. Uh, so, you know, I was just going along with the process. You know, I, I cried about it a couple, for a couple of days, but, you know, just just best. I'm just doing what's best for my future, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. You just, like, like I said earlier, it's just, that's just not something you can force. You know, if it's, if you're not ready yet, you're not ready yet. And it's just plain and simple. And I, I know no one more than you would have wanted to be out there. I know how much you like this team and like these teammates, you know, and, and to be able to contribute, I uh, had to be, I had to, you know, to not be able to do that, it had to be tough. So uh, uh, what was it like uh, in, in conversations with your teammates and with coach Woodson and such? I'm, I'm sure they felt just as bad for you as you did. Right. Oh uh, yeah, Coach Wilson, Wilson, and my all my teammates really felt bad for me because uh, they knew how hard I was. I've been trying to get back, uh, you know, for the last two months. They always see me put in work uh, while they were while they were practicing. Uh, I was I was in the in the weight room room trying to get better and my foot better. Uh, a lot of balance. Uh, a lot. I was in in the, in the training with Timmy G a lot. Uh, even Coach Wilson was hurt uh, for me. Uh, you know, uh, just 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 all it's just been a lot of work uh, just put in from from just day one. Uh, you know, he. I wanted as bad as he knows. I wanted as bad as he does, and you know, it's just difficult seeing your point guard go down in mid mid season. And you know, yeah, absolutely is. It's uh, certainly certainly tough. And I know you mentioned in your statement uh, that went out from the school that you're uh, looking f- uh, to hopefully uh, apply for a medical redshirt uh, and uh, and get a sixth uh, a sixth year to come back next year. Uh, that says a lot to me, but just about how much you enjoy Indiana University and how much you enjoy being a part of this program that you'd like to come back for another year? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I really do love this program, man. You know, I really hope the NCAA grant, grants my uh, my appeal at the end of the season. Honestly, I, I really pray pray to God they do because uh, I really love love putting on the Indiana uniform. You know, I know what it, I know what it means to put the uniform on, and I just I, I cherish every moment I play in it. Sure, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, plus two, it's like, you know, I know for the guidelines on that, you're like right on the cusp of all that, and, you, know, you went down very early in the December seventeenth game at Kansas and had surgery a week later. You know, and all of that plays into it. And it's really, you know, in your college career, it's the first time you've missed extended time like that ever. And uh, so, uh, it's uh, uh, what have you learned about yourself? You know, is you know, and having to you know get uh, get this feeling again of just sort of uh, being humble. I just have to be a good teammate, and, but just watching. You, I'm sure you've learned a lot about uh, you know about yourself and what you can do to help out your, your teammates as well, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I learned a lot, honestly. Uh, you know, I just been taking the time out because I actually never, yeah, you're right. I never actually been hurt for this long, long, long period of time. This is my first actual injury, so uh, you know, just sitting back and watching the game and seeing the game from a different angle, angle like for, for right, right in front of me, it just helps me with the speed of the game and, and realize a lot, a lot about the game. Uh, 
you know, just picking picking things apart, uh, just certain moves you can do, uh, just just simplifying the game, honestly. Uh, and just also like like when when I was hurt, you know, I was being a good teammate. I was always there for my teammates. I'm always, I'm still always going to be there for the team, my teammates down for 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 the stretch. Uh, you know, I just feel like my voice needs to be heard heard for them. That I'm there for them, and you know, I just think that that'll put a little motivation into because uh, you know I think we can still go far without me. Absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, Kind of become a little bit of Coach Johnson over there too, a little bit, don't you? I mean, yes. you know, those guys kind of seeing here and everything what they're doing, and uh, and also I'm sure you're you're you know you're kind of that good liaison between coach and player when you need to as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Lico, you know, Malik, and I call him Lico, but you know, some of my teammates they they call me Coach Bink. That's what they call me. So. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's good. So, uh, all right. So when you t- you you've uh, when you've talked now about uh, wanting to come back next year, obviously this team, uh, you know, we kind of thought this would be the, the end of your ride for you. Did uh, did that kind of play into uh, not participating in senior night? Would you know that uh, that you're hoping all this works out that you come back? Did that come into your decision there? Uh, I, w- I would say yeah. I would say yeah. Um, you know, I just felt like like I had. I, f- I feel like I have a high chance of getting getting my uh, another year back. And so, you know, I just didn't want to do it. And coach felt like, felt like I, I shouldn't do it either. So, you know, I just felt like I'm coming back. I mean, I hope I come back. And so I hope I get my my, my real speech. There you go. Yeah, well, hopefully I know uh, all of Hoosier Nation love to have you back too. You certainly become a fan favorite uh, this last couple of years and, and even even not being able to play now. I know just – Sort of one of the one of the nice things about the you know this format of what you and I do is that you know a lot of the fans get to see you you know have an extended chat with us and talk about stuff and and they all really appreciate that too so it's good so have you had many conversations obviously we know uh, you know Race and Miller are are all out of uh, time they're they're gone this year for sure and Trace has talked now about you know for sure uh, moving on to the NBA uh, but you got a lot of other guys back have you had many conversations with them yet about uh, what next year might be like for you guys and uh, as a team and, and, and your role in that? Uh, no, nah, we actually haven't, haven't talked about that. Uh, you know, we're still locked in and focused on, on this, on, on this journey. You know, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Yeah. What, uh, well, let's, let's talk about that journey. Cause it's, uh, um, we have not talked since, uh, right before the last week of the regular season. And, uh, uh, we had the, the home loss to Iowa that I think kind of stunned everybody. And I think, uh, that was players included, right? I mean, it's just uh, uh, Iowa beat you guys at home by 22, and you guys have been so good at home all year long. And, uh, I mean, w- was that as much a shocker to you guys as it was to everybody watching? Oh, uh, yeah, I was shocked. Uh, I was honestly shocked because uh, we have been playing, playing real well at home. Uh, I have no idea what happened that day. You know, I just try to forget it, get that ever happened. But, I mean, but it happened. But, you know, we just – we just got to keep going. Uh, we learned we learned a lot from that game, though. Uh, I'm just glad it didn't actually carry over. Uh, so, yeah, I'm certainly uh, it didn't. I mean, you guys uh, had Michigan at home, you know, to to wrap up the regular season a few days later, and and uh, it was nice about that. And the one thing that I really learned to like about this team this year the most is even falling behind by 12 early in the second half. There, this team never quits. You know, and they, they, this team plays 40 full minutes all the time, and Made a you know great comeback you know to to finally pull ahead of Michigan late and then uh, force overtime and then win it in overtime and and uh, you know that's you know Coach Woodson was a little surprised after the game when I mentioned to him you know that 
you know, you guys, that's the eighth time you guys had, you were behind in the second half in a game and won this year. I mean, it's, and I, you know, I couldn't get, I went four years back and couldn't find eight games like that that happened. It's, you know, what does that say a lot about, you know, about this team and, and how they play and that, that even down, you know, by double digits in the second half, this team just keeps right on playing until that whistle blows. Uh, you know, we just we just talked to play out the whole 40, uh, even though, you know, we might take take a couple of hits here and there. Uh, this is just a part of basketball. Everybody has their runs. But, you know, this team has no quit. Uh, you know, I thought I would say before people were saying that we, we were soft and, you know, uh, but but we got over that. And, you know, we just dug down and, and just kept playing hard at, at the end of the day. Uh, and that's what we're about. Yep. And uh, it worked out great, you know, for everybody involved, you know, really, because, uh there was some you know, once you lost to Iowa, you needed some help to get a double bye in the Big Ten tournament, and everybody who needed to lose on that Saturday and Sunday pretty much did. And then you guys took care of Michigan and wound up with the number three seed in the Big Ten tournament, had an extra day to rest. But you guys played really well and beating Maryland, you know, beating Maryland on Friday night. You know, they were that was a team that beat you guys by eleven points, you know, in College Park, and um, you know, and you and uh, you know, you guys you know turn that around, but then. Uh, Penn State, who got you guys pretty good earlier too, you know, just got you again on Saturday, but just in sort of a different way. I mean, they had, uh, you know, they made 18 threes against you guys in January, and you could tell the game plan was different. You could tell you guys didn't want to be leaving shooters if you didn't have to, but uh, uh, Jalen Pickett, you know, was able to, you know, kind of find some room. And, and people, I think, forget, you know, just because of the balance of the Big Ten. I'm sure Penn State was number 10 seed, but they were they were a very good, very tough team all year long, and. And just you know, kind of a kind of a tough matchup with all those big veteran guys too, and uh, and they got you a seventy-seven, seventy-three great comeback, almost uh, enough to pull it out. But uh, it was uh, that had to be had to be tough because I know uh, you guys felt like that was a game you wanted to kind of get back at them too and make it to the finals. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that whole time during, during the Big Ten, I mean, we were happy when we saw saw who was on our, who was on our side because uh, you know every team that we pretty much lost to was on our side of the bracket, so. We were happy to see those teams, uh, but we really wanted to see Northwestern and, and, and Penn State again. Uh, I'm glad we got to see Penn State again, but, you know, I'm not happy with the result, but um, I'm happy that my team fought hard, hard to, uh, instead of the – they played better the, the second time uh, – they played better the second time around rather than the first, you know, because it was, it was bad when we went to their place. It got real bad. Yeah, absolutely. But that was a big thing. And I think, like, the one thing that I thought was really uh, important to kind of come out of the weekend is uh, – uh, I thought Tamar Bates played really well and uh, he's been kind of struggling away from home. Uh, I was you know, kind of stunned. Like when he made a three pointer Friday night, it was his first three pointer that he had made on, you know, away from Bloomington since January 11th. I mean, 58 days. And, uh, but he seemed like he's more comfortable kind of locked in uh, and made, you know, he made the only two three pointers in the, in the Penn state game. And, and, you know, from, from having to watch, I mean, he's uh, like, guard play in the in the NCAA tournament, especially with your early matchups here, uh, with smaller teams that play three and four guards. You know, Tamar's gonna need to play a big role. And he seems like he's uh, you know, he's definitely the the timing is right for him to to kind of step up and be a big factor here in the NCAA tournament. You kind of see that too? Oh yeah, I do. Uh you know, he he's put the work in. Uh you know, like all all our, all our players really honestly put the work in. Uh but you know he he's one a guy that I that I've been in the gym with a lot my, my, myself i work work a lot work out a lot with, with uh, tb uh you know uh this is just a result from 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 him putting the work in uh and i really do hope he has a good good tournament run because he, he did pretty really pretty well in the tournament he did he yeah. gave, gave us a boost off the bench yeah absolutely you guys uh you get kent state in the in the first round of the of the tournament so you guys are number four seed 
Uh, they're number 13 seed to win the Big Ten or the uh, Midic American Conference Tournament. Uh, Toledo and them were sort of the class of that league all year. And, you know, and, uh, and we know from being around the Midwest all the time that uh, a lot of those Mid-American Conference kids, they kind of have a chip on their shoulder, kind of overlooked a little bit by Big Ten schools. And uh, that roster, I mean, I'm sure you guys watched some film today, started working on it. Uh, those guards can be pretty dangerous on that Kent State team, can't they? Oh, uh, yeah, they are. Uh, their point guard, I, I personally know him. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a good guard. He's quick, crafty. Uh, he can actually he can shoot too as well. Uh, but I think our, our guards guards will stay in front of him, him pretty much all night. Uh, you know, and you know it's a team defense and it's a team back team game. So you know he's gonna have to use his team in order to beat beat us. But I think we're honestly the more talented team, and you know and we're we're not gonna go in just just going off our talent alone. We're gonna go in going ready to play. Sure. How, how do you uh, how do you know him? Where's where's the what's the connection there? Uh, when I went to Pittsburgh, he he went to Duquesne and okay. my freshman year and. And we'd be right down, the, right down the road from you, right? Yeah, right down the road, a little, little two-minute two minute walk. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, let's let's kind of break it down a little bit more specifically. There, you guys have had like some, you know, some of the teams that have that have had your number this year are the you know like the Penn States with the guard-oriented teams, Northwestern uh, with Bowie and Odis, you know, where the guards, you know, did a lot of you know did a lot of dribble penetration, you know, kickouts, things like that. Uh, that's if there's been any one sort of generic. Uh, to teams, you know, that have that have given you guys trouble. That's sort of it. And Kent State basically plays with four guards, you know, all the time too. And they do that. I don't know if they're as good a shooting team as as Penn State or Northwestern, but uh, but they but they play that way. So, uh, um, do you guys, uh, you know, d- does the fact that you guys have seen a lot of how they play already kind of help prepare for them a little bit? Does it kind of shorten the learning curve a little bit, or no? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would say so uh, because it's, it's a lot of teams that. That are pretty much just like them in the Big Ten that are, that are, are honestly better, honestly. Uh, so you know we've seen seen a lot. Uh, we played against a lot. We speak honestly played against every action, defending a lot of actions, almost every action this year. So, I mean, the, honestly, the Big Ten has got us prepared for for the tournament. So we just got to go out and execute. Yeah, well, that's usually how it works, man. You play. 20 games against Big Ten competition, you get to pretty much see just about everything. But uh, uh, certainly, I think you guys are well prepared for that. Uh, you know, we won't get too far ahead, but I think should you win, I mean, uh, Miami Drake both kind of play that way with guard-oriented teams too. And uh, uh, choosing my experience when you're dealing with guard-oriented teams too, that they also don't have anybody who can really handle Trace. You know, that's you know, in, in a one-on-one situation, and we're certainly going to see the doubles. And and when you and I have talked a lot you know, during the course of the year, just how good of a passer Trace has become today. And, you know, I think, you know, when you get into one-and-done situations like this, I mean, his Trace's ability to not only score a bunch of points, but his ability to always make the right decision, it's even magnified even more once you get into the tournament, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, he took up, honestly, last year in the tournament as well, uh, you know. Uh, playing against, I think playing against different opponents will actually – Actually, show Trace's dominance too as well. Uh, you know, I had to go against the same bigs every night, <laughs> so yeah. that'd be a good thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, I know it, uh, you know Trace brought it up, so I don't feel bad in talking about it. But he, you know, he was a little, he was a little upset that you, that you guys were just a little lackadaisical. He thought, you know, at the start of that game, weren't maybe playing with the intensity that you thought uh, that they that you guys should have. You know, and then at the end of the game, when you guys start, you know, like I've been. You guys have not had to press a whole lot this year, but when you do, it's very effective. Um, do you guys ever talk much like during the course of the season to maybe sort of start the game that way or throw in uh, press stuff, you know, earlier in the game just for a change of pace and such? Because 
especially you guys are athletic one through five. So when you guys do have to press, you guys are pretty good. I mean, are, are there are there times where where maybe pressing more might might be another you know kind of bullet in the belt here for how good you guys are defensively? Uh, I mean, I, I guess you, you could say when we do press, we, we we do have to become with a sense of awareness on defense. But uh, you know, we just follow what Coach Wilson wants us to do. Uh, uh, that's one of our our emphasis is just to like one of Coach Coach's emphasis is when it, when it's I think when it's slow time we pick up full court when yeah. half court and it's something like that. I, I can't really say it, but it's something. Well, I think sometimes it sort of provide like especially. Uh, like in neutral court games, I think like when I, when I see people do that early, sometimes it just helps bring the energy level like right away. You know, it's like you know it it, get, it kind of picks up the pace and picks up you know everybody's movement and all that stuff. And I think certainly like in neutral court things, especially like you know Albany, New York. I mean, there's I mean, you know Indiana fans are going to find their way there to the building, and uh, it's certainly going to be a pro Indiana crowd. But it's just like it's different. You know, you know, you know, playing and you know you've, you've played enough conference tournaments both in the ACC and the Big Ten to know that feel and you guys have played some neutral site games here already it's definitely a different different atmosphere and and sometimes like it's you know to me it's like a lot of times it's on the players too to sort of make sure you guys bring your own energy to the games like this uh yeah yeah I would say that uh, honestly uh but you know honestly playing in a who's uniform and well, from the games I played in, and then even on neutral neutral sites, they look like home games too. So, so honestly, uh, the fans do a pretty much pretty good job of traveling with us, uh, and, and I'm actually glad glad to be a Hoosier, and glad to see that happen because that's not not a lot of programs are like that. Absolutely, yeah. No, when you guys didn't have to sweat it out, you'd uh, number four seed and uh, should be fun, and looking forward to getting back out there. So, uh, appreciate the time today. Glad uh, you've had a chance to kind of share some thoughts with us and uh, and, and be fun and uh, uh, safe travels out to Albany. We'll uh, catch up with you at practice on Thursday out there and uh, looking forward to a nice long weekend. It's, uh, uh, you know, all coaches throughout the years have always said, you know, what the NCAA tournament is, it's a, it's, it's a two game tournament, three weekends in a row. When the, this weekend you got to go out and win two, that's the deal. And uh, uh, and I think, you know, I think it's set up well, you got two tough three tough teams in that little pod of yours. And, uh, but you know, you guys have proven when you play well, you can beat anybody. And, uh, I'm sure you guys will, uh, will head out there with a lot of confidence as well. Won't you? Yeah, we, we will. We don't, and we don't have to play in the playing game this year. <laughs> yeah. I say that too. Uh, uh, but I mean, I, all the guys are ready. I, I would say that for sure. Uh, you know, not coming off a loss. Uh, I think we, we are going to have a chip on our shoulder. That, that does give us actually chip on our shoulder. Just coming off a loss. So I think our guys will be ready to play honestly. Yeah, no question. I know we uh, we never used that as an excuse last year with all that stuff, but uh, you know, basically playing, traveling, playing, traveling, playing uh, is not a good recipe for anything, especially when you run into a St. Mary's team that's pretty damn good. Yeah, you know, it's just, it and it was those were awkward circumstances. But I think you know what we need to know now is that you know now with having uh, you know basically you went Sunday to Friday without having to play. Uh, and two games back to back, I know was you know was a lot, but still, like now it's you know from Saturday to Friday, six full days before the next game. I think everybody should be well rested. Hopefully, everybody with any nicks and bruises uh, feels better. And uh, it sounds to me like you guys should be able to you know to head into there uh, well rested and ready to go. And uh, I'm sure uh, Coach Woody and the staff will have a good game plan. And uh, I know you obviously just you know going to have to be a part of it just from the bench, but I'm sure you're just excited you know for what the ncaa tournament brings aren't you 
Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, it's, this is one of the best times of the year. Basketball. It's basketball. It's a lot of basketball on TV at this time. And, you know, that's all, all it is to do. And I love watching basketball. So, <laughs> so here it is. Absolutely. There's nothing better. All right, Xavier, it's good to, good to chat with you again, pal. Glad to see you're, you're holding up okay. And uh, obviously, uh, we all would have loved to have, uh, have you been able to make this last little run. But uh, now we can also look forward, hopefully, fingers crossed, that uh, we get another year of the X-Man in the 2023-24 season. And uh, hopefully a few of your mates be back with you as well. So uh, appreciate the time. And we'll, uh, we'll see you this weekend in Albany. And uh, let's enjoy the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Thanks, X. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you.